live from Celebración. Live interviews conducted with award recipients and honored guests at the Celebración 2018 conference held in San Marcos, Texas, and sponsored by the National Hispanic Institute. This is an interview with Vado Maldonado, NHI's 2018 Hall of Fame recipient. Interview conducted by Phil West. Hi, we're here at Celebración on Saturday morning, and I have Alvaro Maldonado with me, who is the Hall of Fame Award winner this year. And first of all, congratulations. That's not an award that NHI gives out every year. Uh, and and it's, um, yes, and it's a award that we give for special kind of lifelong achievements uh, in helping NHI advance itself. And, and you've been instrumental in bringing forth the Colorado LDZ. Yes, sir. Well, let me tell you about my association with NHI dating back to, gosh, I want to say it's 1986, 87. Wow, so close uh, to the beginning. Very, very close to the beginning. I was uh, fortunate enough to get a land a job at Colorado State University in the Office of Admissions, and I remember a colleague of mine uh, telling me about uh, a fair for Latinos, and he was he heard very good things about it. I had to check it out myself. Eventually, I found out it was the LDZ College Fair that he was talking about, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously part of the LDZ Week, sponsored by the National Hispanic Institute. Mm-hmm. So I had a chance to attend one of the college fairs, and wow, you know, I was blown away with the quality of students that were coming to my table, mm-hmm. uh, asking about, of course, Colorado State University, who I was representing, representing, and. Uh, so I was very curious about how this all worked out. I mean, I remember asking a lot of questions about who's, who's in charge and how can we get a program like this going in Colorado. And where was that program that you that were? That was uh, the, at, the, at uh, Southwestern University here in uh, Georgetown. Oh, okay, okay. That okay. was the first college fair that I attended. Okay. And uh, so after that, I actually, you know, Went home back to at, to the university. I put together a team of uh, community members and my director, some other university administrators, including the provost at the time, and we talked about bringing car, uh, bringing uh, LDZ to Colorado. Mm-hmm. So we invited we invited uh, Ernesto and Gloria to come and speak uh, to come and tell us about the organization of and about LDZ, and it was. Uh, pretty amazing. I mean, it, it didn't take a whole lot of convincing, seriously, <laughs> right. to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. So the following year, and I'm talking now, let's say 19, yeah, it was the summer of 1988 that we took 15 students from Colorado in two vans, Neil Lujan and myself, uh-huh. drove two vans with students from Fort Collins, Greeley, uh, Denver, uh, Pueblo, and we had it for the New Mexico LDZ in, in right. Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. So they went through the entire experience. I got a chance to to actually see students in action. I videotaped the, pretty much a lot of the conference mm-hmm. and uh, went back and shared this with the with the staff. And right. we started hosting Colorado LDZ in 1990, and we haven't stopped. Oh, wow. We're going to be celebrating 30 years uh, in 2019, summer of 2019. We're excited. We're going to bring some alumni from... You know, um, not necessarily Colorado State University graduates, which we hope to invite, of course, and hope they will join us. But we also have a lot of former LDZers that went on about 
you know, educating themselves and becoming stars, if you will, mm-hmm. in, in Hollywood and in the <laughs> dance community, in the political arena, you name it. Right. So what was it about that first experience? You actually drove students in a van um, down, I guess, I-25, it yeah. would be, or, yes. um, and, and went to Albuquerque. And so what was, and again, this was when the program was still kind of very much in its infancy, right? So Texas, LDZ, I believe, started in 83. Um, so it was only a few years old, and you've probably seen changes uh, happen over the time. But I'm, I'm wondering what it was about that particular program that sealed it for you that said, yes, I absolutely have to bring this to Colorado. What sealed it for me was that I was I have always been very community-oriented, mm-hmm. okay? I was always uh, inspired by people around me that were that were involved in community activism, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I saw uh, the National Hispanic Institute as the closest to what I experienced on my own in, as I was growing up uh, with a more of a radical twist, if you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about getting young, bright high school students and teaching them about how important it is to develop leadership skills mm-hmm. to eventually help the Latino help advance the Latino community. Right. Um, let me give you, for example, how badly we need leadership in our community. Mm-hmm. I think this, this statistic still stands that, yes, there may be more Latinos in, enrolled in colleges and universities than ever before, but we're not keeping pace with our growth in right. the United States. Okay. So as a percentage of our population, we're still, it's very. It's a very small percentage, mm. not growing very fast. Right, so there's right. a lot of work to do. Right. And I see the National Hispanic Institute, you know, leading that, hopefully improving on that statistic, if you will, through mm-hmm. all of its programs. Because right. uh, as you know, 90% of participants in, go through uh, the NHI experience uh, end up Going and going and graduating in right, college. right, yeah. The it's ne- yeah, nearly nearly all the students who yeah. go to NHI end up in college, and and then a vast majority of them graduate within five years, yes. and and a lot of them go into grad school too. So how is how do you think the program has made Colorado State better? I mean, obviously, I, I imagine some students have found their way to Colorado State through Colorado LDZ, but just kind of thinking about um, its its role in in the community um, in Fort Collins across the state. Well, first of all, because we have hosted this uh, conference for now 30 years, it's uh, this is a, a one-week conference during the summer months, obviously, and bringing in uh, you know 150, 200 students to our to the university campus, and everybody, uh, faculty and staff primarily, because it's a uh, it's a summer months, not as so many, not as many regular college students. They look at these young people, all dressed up in leadership playing and the leadership roles and it's an impression that they never forget i always used to get compliments mm-hmm. you know uh about how well behaved how smart these individuals were you know uh, walking uh, around campus and projecting themselves as professionals if you will mm-hmm. uh that's just a week of ldz once they came to the university i was always pushing towards uh, i knew who was enrolling from L, from NHI from LDZ, uh, so I always made it a point of make of making sure that these students got involved in, in community organizations, uh, campus organizations where they could make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we ended up getting uh, you know former uh, 
NHRs, if you will, putting together the Cinco de Mayo festivities as an example mm -hmm. and making it happen. Right. And, and, and we had, an, we had to, uh, I'm not sure if it's still uh, around an NHI club, for example, that was uh, probably one of the most uh, effective organizations on the college campus. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and how how has it changed for Latinos in Colorado over over the years from the the time that the program started? I think that that what Colorado State University did was take a lead, mm -hmm. a leading role in in, and that was also part of my uh, you know mission, if you will, to let the the rest of the state know that Colorado State University was hosting this this conference for future Latino leaders. Mm -hmm. And that would that put a little pressure on other colleges and universities, believe right. it or not, to do something about you know increasing their own diversity mm -hmm. within their own campuses. Right. Whether it be in you know it was not necessarily doing another NHI program, but actually you know we start seeing a lot more programs and college campuses. Everybody competing for their share of the pie. That is the Latino mm. community. Right. And yeah. obviously we all benefited simply because. There, we started a trend again in increasing the uh, diversity, if you will, of college campuses compared to when I went to college. So, so what is it about the program over the years that has, in in your opinion, made it still relevant for students? That's made it still um, something that that students want to come back to year after year. I think it's the experience. Uh, that they have while at whether it's YLC, whether it's CWS or LDZ, mm -hmm. the fact they see that uh, they are being prepared for the challenges, if you will, that lay ahead, not only in, in, in uh, going to the best colleges, universities of their choice, but also picking professions, if you will, where they can make a difference in their community. Again, whether it's doctors, lawyers, and we have them all nowadays. You know, uh, I can, if I, I want to say that probably more than half of my Facebook friends are former <laughs> NHIers, believe right. it or not. And so if I need a doctor, a lawyer, uh, any profession, I, I bet you I can find it just by looking at my friends, and mm -hmm. these are former NHIers. Right. And can you talk about the, the work that you're doing now? Actually, you know, uh, when I left the university, uh, I took a couple of years off and uh, I wasn't ready to retire. Uh, I found out after two years. <laughs> so I started job hunting. I landed a job with um, Set of Jobs for Progress, one of the oldest Latino-based organizations in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, founded back in around, I want to say, 1965, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, Founded by LULAC and the GI Forum, mm -hmm. and they have a grant uh, through the Department of Labor. Um, the grant is for to run a program for low-income seniors okay. who need to find jobs, can't find jobs. So my job as a case manager is to accept uh, applications, send them for approval. Once enrolled, my job is to find a nonprofit where they can perform a set of duties and responsibilities, just like any job. But but then. So while in the program, my job as a case manager is to uh, provide them with resources to empower themselves to mm -hmm. find employment. So computer skills workshops, 
Right. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. uh, sitting in on workshops through the, um, you know, employment office to enhance their the resumes, interview skills, mm-hmm. uh, job search strategies, and such. Right. And so the goal of them for, for the program is to get as many seniors and find jobs as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, very much in line with NHI's very idea much. of um, community building and, and assets. And then you're just helping them to accumulate more skills to continue Absolutely. to contribute. Wonderful. Okay. Well, great. Well, um, I appreciate your time today. And, and once again, uh, congratulations on the award and for 30 years of uh, Colorado LDZ. And um, thanks again for your role in making that happen. Thank you. For more information on the National Hispanic Institute, visit our website, www.nationalhispanicinstitute.org. Music by Andres Cotto. This podcast was partially sponsored by Union Pacific. We thank them for their generosity in sponsoring the NHI Podcast Network.